You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. Don't struggle to align your organization's cybersecurity with business risk. Get the only solution that goes beyond reacting to threats with vulnerability and risk monitoring. You need the next evolution of MDR, and only Critical Start delivers it. Critical Start doesn't just monitor and respond to threats. They put you in control by detecting suspicious activities, quickly responding to contained threats, and identifying your most critical assets and protecting them against vulnerabilities and exposures. With continuous visibility, expert guidance, and measurable risk reduction, Critical Start has redefined what it means to manage cyber risk. Demonstrate provable security maturity to your leadership while positioning your program to achieve the greatest risk reduction per dollar spent. Stop fearing risk and start managing it with Critical Start. Visit criticalstart.com and request a demo today. That's criticalstart.com. Criminals recruit insiders and the black market trades insider information. Cisco studies the cost and causes of data breaches. The internet as an R&D resource for threat actors. And happy Groundhog Day. I'm Dave Bittner in Baltimore with your CyberWire summary for Thursday, February 2nd, 2017. The iPyramid campaign, whose alleged perpetrators are now facing prosecution in Italian court, is thought to have been aimed at gaining illicit trading advantages, and the people behind that spyware aren't alone in looking for inside information. Many criminals, however, are attempting to recruit insiders directly in various dark web forums. Researchers at Red Owl and Insights have just released a report on recruitment of insiders by criminal traders. They describe such recruiting as active and growing, with dark web forum discussions of it nearly doubling from 2015 to 2016. An effective black market that enables rogue insiders to readily monetize what they know about their companies. It's not always direct reporting, either. Some of the more sophisticated criminals are inducing compromised insiders to install spyware into corporate internal networks. Some criminals appear to be selling the information to their members as opposed to using it directly themselves. The information on offer can be used for trading stocks, commodities, and foreign currencies. The promise is that you, the member, will know what's happening before the rest, the old promise of trading tipsters ever since stocks began being traded. Red Owl and Insights take a detailed look at one forum with the demonic name Kickass Marketplace, whose impresarios do a good imitation of an aggressive retail discount site, advertising accounts, dumps, CVVs, and more, and inviting potential forum members to apply for an interview today. The insider trading racket is lucrative, at least according to the crooks managing the kick-ass market. They say their members make more than $5,000 a month on illegal trades. Take that with a proverbial grain of salt, but there may be something to it, since the forum managers charge a one Bitcoin cover fee for membership. That's just under $1,000. Another interesting report released this week is Cisco's 2017 annual cybersecurity report. It focuses on breaches, why they occur, and what their true costs are. 
Breaches have become so lucrative an opportunity for criminals that we're seeing, Cisco says, a tremendous resurgence in classical compromise techniques, especially adware and spam. Spam in particular has surged to levels not seen since 2010, some 65% of worldwide email traffic, according to Cisco. Cisco is also seeing the sort of professionalized black market Red Allen insights found when they looked at insider recruitment. In particular, Cisco was struck by the way attackers mirrored the middle management of their targets. The effects of a breach on a business can be considerable. 22% of companies that suffered a breach lost customers as a result, and almost half of the ones who did lost more than a fifth of their customer base. Some organizations find the process of running an IT operation daunting and expensive and choose to outsource their IT. Vadim Vladimirsky is CEO of Adar Incorporated, provider of Nerdio streaming IT services. There are these core five things that every business that relies on, on any kind of IT leverages, and they are you know, the servers that generally host the data, they're the desktops, which is the end user sort of mission control, that's where they run their applications and write their emails and things like that. Uh, but then there's uh, in every environment, there's typically a, a messaging and collaboration and productivity suite, something, you know, like email and, and Skype for business or, um, or Google Apps, um, as well as the office product, the Google Docs, to, to actually generate documents and spreadsheets. Um, and then the, the other two services are uh, backup and disaster recovery, and then finally security. And obviously security has been at very much at the forefront recently, but uh, having good data protection measures, things like antivirus and spam filtering and firewalls and, you know, host of other services uh, is very important. So, so those are the core five technologies uh, th- that are, are really common across all environments. And what IT as a service does is it allows you to create a, a packaged, integrated, comprehensive view of all of these technologies where they can be all managed together. They can play nicely with each other. When one gets upgraded, the other things don't break and just gives you a, a very uh, a very nice, comprehensive, uh, cohesive view of the fundamental IT components of any small and mid-sized businesses uh, organization. And so, you know, beyond these offerings, if I have uh, additional things that I need to run, uh, you know, within my system, there's there's possible integration with with other tools as well. Absolutely. I mean, you know, any good IT system starts with with a foundation, uh, but just the foundation doesn't provide much value. You know, most businesses have accounting software, ERP software. Uh, you know, creative suite type products. It's a stable platform that has all the fundamentals taken care of. And then the the organization can go in and add their own line of business applications, add their own data and run any platform, any software application on top of an IT as a service platform like Nerdia. And is there a a particular, you know, range of sizes of business that this is most suitable towards? Uh, you know, what we found is that the organizations in, you know, 10 to about four or 500 employees uh, generally see the most value um, out of uh, an, a comprehensive IT as a platform. You know, for smaller companies, um, there, there, you know, there are lots of, um, you know, really small business oriented tools that are not as comprehensive as uh, private cloud may be. And then for larger companies, they tend to have a much more hybrid type of deployments where they have their own data center. They have some applications that absolutely have to stay on premise and they, they don't want to move them 
out into the cloud. So what we found is is sort of the um, you know the, the the mid to large size of the of the S and the, and the low end of the M market you know uh, is where this makes the most sense and and delivers the most value. That's Vadim Vladimirsky. He's the CEO of Adar Inc. They provide the Nerdio streaming IT services. It's long been noticed that the Internet provides threat actors with a ready-made research, development, and acquisition capability of a caliber formally accessible only to nation-states. This is why, FUD or no FUD, security experts fret constantly about how the bad guys are ahead of us, that the good guys are being out-innovated, and so on. Some ISIS documents recently captured in Mosul may help flesh out how this works. They indicate that the caliphate is taking an interest in adapting commercial drones as weapons. This latest bit of information warrants a look back at a 2008 Naval Research Advisory Committee study that predicted exactly this development, in pretty much exactly this form. The committee, which was working on a topic posed by the U.S. Marine Corps, concluded, quote, Credible threats to marine capabilities and gaps can be developed from imaginative combinations of commercial products. These products can be acquired via the web and distributed by the global supply network. Commercial technologies are readily adaptable into systems or devices that can threaten marine forces. The Internet functions effectively as both an R&D resource and supply chain for irregular forces throughout the world. Commercial technologies pose a real threat and enduring threat to marine forces. End quote. And we're seeing this played out almost a decade later. You can go to nrac.navy.mil for that report that remains surprisingly topical. As Russia's FSB purge continues, defense intellectuals continue to apply their game theory tools to analysis of U.S.-Soviet, rather, U.S.-Russian great power competition. It's almost as if we're reliving the Cold War, but then today is Groundhog Day. And of course, if you haven't already heard by now, and we hope you've been following the story as closely as we have, early this morning, Puxatani Phil saw his shadow when he emerged from his den on Gobbler's Knob. That's six more weeks of winter. We hear it starts for us in Baltimore this weekend. Thanks a lot, Pennsylvania. And for the rest of you, happy Groundhog Day. Every day, your IAM tech debt grows. Your multi-generational services struggle to work together. Building an identity fabric can fix this. It makes all your identity tooling stronger and allows you to connect any app to any service you want to use with zero coding, zero maintenance, and zero app downtime. Strata's identity orchestration platform separates the identity logic from your applications so you can optimize existing IAM tools and manage them in a single control plane. Now, every vendor, standard, and architecture work together. In short, building your identity fabric means you can secure your non-standard apps, keep your complex access policies, retire outdated IDPs, and modernize in record time. So build your fabric with Strata Identity and get rid of tech debt for good. Visit strata.io slash cyberwire, share your identity priorities, and receive a pair of AirPods Pro. Offer valid for organizations over 5,000 employees. Connect today at strata.io slash cyberwire. The IT world used to be simpler. You only had to secure and manage environments that you controlled. 
Then came new technologies and new ways to work. Now, employees, apps, and networks are everywhere. This means poor visibility, security gaps, and added risk. That's why Cloudflare created the first-ever connectivity cloud. Visit cloudflare.com to protect your business everywhere you do business. Joining me once again is Jonathan Katz. He's a professor of computer science at the University of Maryland and director of the Maryland Cybersecurity Center. Uh, Jonathan, uh, you were uh, one of the authors of a paper that was recently released called All Your Queries Are Belong to Us, The Power of File Injection Attacks on Searchable Encryption. Uh, tell us about searchable encryption. Well, searchable encryption allows a client to upload encrypted files. You can think about emails as an example. Uh, in, uh, to upload these encrypted files to a server, and normally, if you just encrypted your files and uploaded them, the server would have no uh, idea about anything stored in those files, and in particular would be unable to search for keywords in those files. But searchable encryption is a specifically modified form of encryption that uh, makes sure that the client can still issue queries and do searches over their encrypted files without revealing too much information to the server. So what's the status of the research when it comes to searchable encryption? So one of the things that's been really interesting here is that if you imagine trying to leak nothing to the server while still allowing the client to do searches, uh, it turns out to be very hard and even in some senses impossible. So what a lot of researchers have been doing over the past few years is designing systems that leak just a little bit of information, kind of a, you can imagine the minimal amount possible, uh, while still allowing the client to perform searches. And what's been interesting here is that it's sort of unclear and it's sort of been a, uh, a little bit of a cat and mouse game to figure out the implications of that leakage. And so one of the things our paper was showing actually is that uh, some of the schemes that have been proposed in the literature are actually very vulnerable. And even though they only admit a very small amount of leakage to the server, uh, an attacker could exploit that and learn lots of information. So let's dig in on that a little bit. Can, what can you tell us about the attack? Well, in our particular case, we were looking at a server uh, who was malicious and wanted to learn information about the different search terms that were being queried by the client. And what we observed is that uh, the server can actually act as a sender, as a legitimate sender, sending emails to the client, whether you know, under its own name or whether just by opening up a fake email account and sending emails. And the point is that when the client then encrypts those emails and uploads them to the server, if the client ever searches for a keyword that happens to also be in one of those files, then that information is going to be leaked to the server, and that allows the server to figure out something about the query that the client is, uh, is issuing. And so what we showed basically is different trade-offs in which the uh, server could inject different uh, number of files to the client, and without the client even noticing that anything was going on, uh, eventually learn all of the client's search terms. So really what this shows is that um, we don't really have a good handle yet on what the implications of this leakage are in the real world, and obviously we need more work to try to find the right balance between efficiency of the scheme and the leakage that they have. All right, interesting stuff. Jonathan Katz, thanks for joining us. Are lengthy security reviews pulling attention away from your security program? With the largest network of trust centers, Vanta can help you streamline security reviews to win customer trust, save time, and close deals fast. Proactively demonstrate security by showcasing key resources like your SOC 2 or ISO 27001 and provide real-time evidence for passing controls. And when a security questionnaire is required, Vanta takes the first pass for you. Visit vanta.com cyber to take a self-serve tour. 
That's vanta.com slash cyber. And that's the Cyberwire. We are proudly produced in Maryland by our talented team of editors and producers. I'm Dave Bittner. Thanks for listening. Hey all, Rick here. At N2K CyberWire, we're dedicated to continuously improving the quality of the news and commentary on our network. That's why we're inviting you to participate in our 2024 audience survey. It only takes a few minutes, and your feedback is invaluable. Plus, you'll have the chance to win a $100 Amazon gift card as a thank you for your time. Head on over to cyberwire.com survey. That's cyberwire.com survey to share your feedback now. And now, a word from our sponsor, Zscaler, the leader in cloud security. Cyber attackers are using AI in creative ways to compromise users and breach organizations. In a security landscape where you must fight AI with AI, the best AI protection comes from having the best data. Zscaler has extended its zero-trust architecture with powerful AI engines that are trained and tuned by 500 trillion daily signals. Learn more about Zscaler Zero Trust plus AI to prevent ransomware and AI attacks. Experience your world secured. Visit zscaler.com slash zero trust AI. 